Broadcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right. Welcome back to the show. Episode, what, 137 now, Joe? 137. Yeah. Now that we're officially, we're officially going with numbers now. Yeah. Yeah. To hell with that season stuff. Full on numbers. <laughs> yep. Numbers. Oh, you know, as the intro was playing, I was like, I'm like cracking on my neck a little bit. Like I'm getting ready for like something like strenuous. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just yeah, like here the, for an hour on the mic. You're like, all right, let's go. You know, you're stretching. You yeah. Know. I'm like, here we go. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> It's like a podcasting. I'm not running a marathon. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Welcome again back to the show. If you're new to the show, thanks for checking us out. Hopefully, you decide to like, follow, subscribe, or whatever you're supposed to do, but uh, just keep listening. And uh, thank slam you. Slam that like button. Yes. Thank Slam the like button. Uh, yeah. And thank yeah. you to all of our faithful, oh, Jesus, uh, Gen Extra podcast listeners. Uh, all right. Here we go. So, we have a couple of stories here, Joe. We have. Let me look here. Jerry Springer. Yes. Has sadly passed away. He has. What a day it is without Jerry Springer. Yeah. Even in my notes, I didn't even note how old uh, the gentleman was. I think he was in his 70s. Like 79. 79. 79. Yeah. Uh, just a quick, you know, let's give a quick couple minutes on, on this. But did you ever watch the Jerry Springer show? I mean, it was, it was, what's weird to think about that now is that that's actually quite a while ago now and while i did i mean that was like mid that was like mid to late 90s if i remember correctly i did look his, it up because i was curious it started yeah. his first uh first show was in september of 1991 okay so that was basically 91 to sometime in the late 90s right i think so oh I, and no wait wait yeah, it so ended it went, in 2018 yeah see so it, it wasn't that awful long ago it actually ended so I didn't even know that. I didn't know that the show was going on until 2018. That's crazy. Yeah, it went on for I know. Well, it was almost 30, almost 30, 27 years or something like that. That's a long time. My math is terrible. Is that even right? About 29 years? 20, I don't know. What, 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 what did you say the first year was? <laughs> uh, 91. So there's nine years uh, to 2000. Yeah. So yeah. nine and plus then eight, 18. And then 18 more. 27, right? Yeah. 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 All right, I 27 mean, years. I, and here I thought, before I looked this stuff up, I thought the show went off the air like sometime in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's how disconnected I was to the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it real seldom. Like, it was, I don't know, I, I feel like it was like a midday show, wasn't it? Like, like uh, Yes, or, it had to have been. Yes. Yeah, like, I vaguely remember watching it, like, if I was, like, homesick from school or something. I don't think it was, like, a primetime slotted show. Yeah. Yeah, ran for as we just figured out here on the show, twenty-seven years, and uh, I, you know, I went back before we actually hit record here, and I was like, because I, I, I had like this vague memory of what the whole show was, you know, right, right. I'm sure most people are familiar with it. It was that you know crazy reality talk show with shock, yeah, tons shock, of, shock, yeah, shock, shock talk drama. Uh, yeah, but as I was watching, like, it was like this best of clips of Jerry uh, Jerry Springer. Yeah. And it dawned on me, it is, it, it's basically public, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, uh, like police get called out for the stuff, like a public dispute. Um, yeah, brought, brought, on to, brought on to the center stage. Yeah, it was always disputes or shocking 
reveals for the people involved brought in front of everybody else. Yeah, domestic violence, if you will, that happens yeah. on stage and people, like people were cheering for it. Yeah, it was nuts. It was or really it, bizarre. Yeah. It, but I guess, you know, in, in the face of entertainment, you know, people enjoyed it, but uh, it was really weird. I'm sure a lot of it was put on, you know, some stuff was faked, you know, for the show. But like I said, what I kind of took away from it was watching an audience, you know, like they're going crazy, like, woo, and they start fighting on stage. People are like, oh, yeah. like, you, you know, you're sleeping with my girl, and they go up and they start punching each other. Some chick yeah. comes out, they start punching each other. And yeah. uh, the audience is like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, this is <laughs> yeah. great. I'm like, why is everybody so happy about this? Like they're going through some shit on stage. And I mean, they're they're rooting it on like it's a hockey fight. I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, essentially, I don't know, probably kind of is, you know, but uh I think well, hockey fights are probably more legit than than those fights, honestly. Well, I mean, and right, and and that's what the part the biggest thing that I remember about the Jerry Springer show, besides the absurdity of it all, right? Was that there was like, I think there was like in the 90s, there was the controversy about how much he was faking it versus how much of it was real. Oh, yeah. Right? It had to be faked. It had to be. A lot of some it. Some of it definitely was. Some of it definitely was. And then there were people who went on the show who were just like, no, I I got up and I really punched them or whatever. Because there is a couple clips where he just, it's definitely not fake. Like, he gets absolutely floored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it all was fake, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Some of it was real. But some but, of it was definitely dramatized, I think is the right word. Yeah, because if you think about it, in just pure numbers, like, there's no way there's that many opportunities for real stuff to go down like that faking it for 30 years yeah no, right there's no way but again mm -hmm. who cares you're watching it for the yeah. entertainment anyways it's like yeah, wrestling that, it, right it basically was entertainment television it just was with like a supposedly with real people's problems yeah yeah exactly but uh all right so yeah there you go you well know. it should be mentioned too that jerry springer what didn't always do that he was mayor of cincinnati from 77 to 82 he was actually a poli sci major his career, his original intention for his career was not humiliating people on television. I actually had no idea. That's... He tried, and he he was, not just tried, he was a politician, believe it or not. I did not know that. Yeah. He he was elected mayor of Cincinnati from 77 to 82, and then I think his, his bid at Congress, I believe, never worked out. So somehow he got pulled into, he, he joined television in Cincinnati as a news commentator. And then that just basically springboarded him into daytime, the you know, Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Was that, a, was there a pun in there? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, springboarded anyway. him into something, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, I wonder if like, you know, during like these like political debates or something that were, were happening, if like Jerry started like, uh, uh, you know, kind of like egging him on and like, he sort of like found yeah. his calling like in that environment, maybe. <laughs> I mean, look how uh, transferable that skill is, whether it be actor or star to politician from politician to actor and star, right? That's true. That 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 very often, those two things can very often swap places. So I think there's some truth to what you're saying. Could be, yeah. I mean, we went, you know, Reagan was, a, was an actor turned president. Yep, absolutely. There you go. So, all right, let's move on. So all right. We have, uh, what we find here? Oh, you found a list. That uh, what's the list called again? I made a list. Oh, you made the list. I made the list. Right. This is this is signs you're over forty, <laughs> brought to you by me. This sort of got uh, sort of greenlit because of something I did recently. Yes. Yeah. Which which, which we'll get into. We when will we talk get into. It. Yes. 
but a couple other stories we're going to talk about. A uh, McDonald's is rolling out three test McDonald's stores with uh, full AI, which is terrifying. Yeah, uh, right, right. Netflix has canceled its DVD service, if you even it's, knew it still existed. I know. End of an era. End of an era. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of sad. Uh, and if we have time at the end, we may bring up a story about a, a Florida Uber Eats driver that was uh, unfortunately murdered. Yes. Frightening story. Frightening stuff, people. Yeah. It's one of them topics that are not super fun to talk about, but uh, you know, we, we may bring it up at the end if we have time. Sure. So, uh, do you want to do the list first, or jump into these uh, other stories? Well, let's do let's do the list, okay? Because some of these some of these things in the list may take us down uh, a couple new avenues of discussion. I'm sure they will, <laughs> as as most things do uh, lists do on this show. So, yeah, what uh, what do you do? I'll chime in with my thing that I did. Uh, right. When, 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 we, when we, we get to that part. Yeah. When we get to that part. Uh, so, so what I did? Yeah. What did you figure out? What did you think up, Joe? What I was thinking the other day, and you, like you said, you really kicked this off. I was thinking, you know, there are, it's not even so much 30 anymore. There are, there are significant things I think that change in your life when you're approaching your late thirties and your early forties. Right. Oh yeah. And I started, to, I started to basically just combine this all into a list. And of course this list isn't all encompassing. I'm sure there's a million things I've forgotten. Is start, a, is start a podcast on there? <laughs> yeah, actually, is that number actually one? it should be. That's number one. You start a podcast because you have all this extra time. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that as number one. Yeah. But yeah. I put this list together. I didn't pull it from like Buzzfeed or, you know, the top 10 things you do when you're over 40. I put this together based on I'll be honest with you, it's kind of a selfish view. I, I put this based on kind of things that you and I go through or, mm. or, fr- or people that we know. Okay. Okay. We'll call this the Joe feed. Yeah. This is the, this is the Joe list feed or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. So the, the first sign that you're over 40 is that your music is on the radio at IHOP. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is true. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, I heard something not too awful long ago. It was on like a classics or something station. Yeah. And it was like, it was something from the 90s that I would listen to, you know, on a regular yeah. basis still. Yeah. And you're and you're like bobbing your head up and down. And then you have that realization that you're at like a whatever restaurant, right? You're at whatever restaurant. And your stuff is on like the mix that they play in the restaurant around the clock. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, is, is this a pumpkin song? Like, this is great. What is this station? Oldies. I'm like, yeah. what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I kid you not. I forget where, where my wife and I were the one day when on, because, because all, because most restaurants have like a feed or like a satellite feed, I think, or an internet feed for their radio. Yeah. Right. And like nineties hip hop, I forget what song it was. And I was just like, and I said to, I said to my wife, I was like, this is so weird to note, to understand what this song is actually about, right? But to then hear it on the background speaker at like your just normal kind of like whatever you want to call it, like a normal kind of, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Like your, you know, Fridays slash Char- Oh Charlie's, that kind of restaurant, right? Yeah, or it was IHOP, like, right? It was like Rough Riders or something. Yeah, it's, it's, Where it the rough riders the, roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the, that late 90s, early 2000s, like uh, hip hop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to hear it just as the background music at, at these places is is quite is a big reminder of of where you are in life. It is eye opening, yeah. When uh, yeah, you start to realize that all your favorite music 
is old. <laughs> it, it, it's been relegated to background music. Yeah, yeah. While you're eating your uh, your pancakes in the morning. Yes. How scary is that? All right. What's what's another one you got on your list? All right. Number two. I'm totally guilty of this. You know, you're over forty when you stand around and admire your lawn after mowing it. Oh, dude. I just did that like yesterday or two days ago. See, see I told you. <laughs> I did. I was outside mowing, and then I uh, I got the, the yard rake hooked up. I was dragging it around the yard, and then I stood there on the back deck with my arms crossed, and I'm like, yeah, yeah look Taking what I did. Taking your head up and down, going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This looks great. Yeah. yeah. My wife went out and put a whole bunch of like new mulch down. You know, the yard. you care about your yard. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. definitely something you do when you get older. You know, when I was younger, I'm like, ugh. Like, I got to mow before I could do, you know, other things. Oh, I know. My dad used to make me mow the yard all the time. And the only thing I ever wanted to do was get it done as quickly as possible and be done with it. I never looked at it. I didn't care. I was like, just just, just get this done. Yep. Shove the mower back in the basement or the barn or whatever and, yep. and leave. Like, I'm out of here. I hate this. <laughs> there, the plot is mowed. Yeah, yeah. Now you go around with the, with the weed eater. You're like trimming stuff up all nice, yep. and then you admire it. Yes, and I you totally, you totally do the whole. Yes, cross your arms and you shake your head up and down a couple of times. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a good looking yard. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what's another one? Totally guilty. These okay. are two good ones so far. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So again, in no particular order, but I think you're gonna like this one here. Mm-hmm. You buy a membership to your local club and Uh, club is in quotation marks. There it is. (laughs) Yep. All right. So yes, this, this had just recently happened. So we, uh, we decided to join a club. Some of our friends who are in their forties, they, they, they frequent a club. I don't want to name the club. And let's be specific too, that this isn't definitely like, what's the best way to put this? These are the, I mean, sometimes they call them fraternities, even though they're not really fraternities anymore. They're your local town clubs, like your local organization. I'll call it this, your local organizational clubs. Yes, there are you know multiple clubs that are named after different animals uh, around the yes. area. This is in no way you know bashing clubs whatsoever. It just it just caught me off guard. So yeah, so we we joined up with the club and and the environment's great. Like the reason that we did it was the whole bar scene, the local you know not that kind of club, but like the local clubs, you know, and you know regular. You know, bars where regular people go, right? Or, or right. irregular people. It's just not our scene anymore. Like we don't want that loud music. We don't want the the younger crowds. No offense to the twenty one year olds, and uh, but, you know, it's not really our thing. And so they were like, "Oh, join you know this club with us." And we're like, "Okay, cool." So we did a whole bunch of us did actually. There's like like a whole crew of us, yeah. and so we signed up. But we have to go through this uh, this orientation process. And I'm like, "Okay, they're gonna." do a quick little, you know, whatever, tell us about, yeah. you know, what they do. And they did. They showed us this uh, rather lengthy video that, you know, showed what the club stands for, what they do. A lot of things I had no idea that they even did or the history of the actual club. Right. And there's a lot of good, like, there's a lot of good stuff in there, right? Like oh, they, yeah. They give to charities, right? Oh, they, my gosh. Yeah. It was surprising that how much they actually yeah. do and how much that you're, you know, rather minuscule membership fee, you know, how much that actually goes, you know, towards them being able to do all this charity stuff they do. Again, none of that bothered me, but towards the end, this is the part that kind of, again, caught me off guard a little bit. Sure. Sure. So there was like, probably like, I don't know, 10 of us in there and like, okay, like everybody stand. I'm like, all right. Uh, like put your, uh, 
like put your left hand on your heart and raise your right hand. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're all standing like, and then like repeat after me like I, and we're like I, and then we go through this whole spiel like, you know, do swear to this and that, and yeah. Well, and there was this whole like, uh, it felt I don't know, uh, well, m- m- like a military kind of thing, like like you said, like a fraternity thing. Yeah, yeah, it was very, um, it was very fraternalistic. I think if I could use that word, it right? felt really odd to me to be standing there. And dude, I was like, like I'm such a child that I'm like literally like I I pulled my hat down a little bit, right, uh, and I have it tilted down because I'm grinning as I'm as I'm trying to say these words without laughing. Right, because you're, right, you're you're trying to take it seriously, I'm tr- right? Like- I'm trying to, but it is so out there. <laughs> That I'm just holding in the laughter that I want to happen <laughs> or, well, right, or don't want like, to happen. Because my expectation too would be that like, oh, the orientation is you kind of like show up, you kind of learn like the do's and don'ts, like, you know, don't, don't, don't use this door after like six o'clock exactly. or they did, you know, and, make sure you sign guests in properly. Don't bring people who, and they did all know, that. They did all that. Yeah. I just feel that that whole, like I solemnly swear thing is, is a very outdated tradition i guess you want to call it or, or and that's probably where it comes from to be honest with you i get it that's probably if, what drives it yeah if it was like the 1940s like I, they would probably feel more i don't know normal to do something like that i guess yeah but you know in in 2023 it seems a little bit weird i'll just say i'll just say i think it needs right, to right. i'll sign a piece of paper with all that on there just let me sign something <laughs> like that's fine <laughs> right <laughs> i don't right. i don't need to chant it out like with a group of people it was weird. Well, well, and I think, but I think the good news for the club is that, you know, you guys are now due paying members, right? We are. Yeah. And again, you know, so, not shit talking to the, the, the club whatsoever. I'm going to go enjoy myself. Yeah. It's a great Absolutely. place. Awesome Absolutely. establishment. They could just probably not do that ever again. <laughs> I think I like your paper signing idea. Exactly. Just let me sign a piece of paper, put it on file somewhere. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. So any, any more comments on the, the oh. club thing? Well, I, I just want to say that I appreciate you going through that for me. And cause the good news now is that whenever I come down to see you, you can sign me in. <laughs> yes. Oh, actually, you know what, when you are, one thing I learned in that meeting is if you are a, uh, an over 21 guest, yes, uh, you can only be signed in two times before you need to become an actual member. Really? You got one more left, buddy. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, I did not know that. Well, okay. Then you're just a freeloader. You just come in all the time without paying your fees, your dues. Well, then you know what? I guess we're just going to have to save that second visit for a really special occasion. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, matter of fact, there was another club uh, down in our uh, old hometown uh, that I I went to with my dad. Like, he'd be yeah. like, hey, you want to come up to the club? Uh, you know, grab a beer after work. I'm like, cool. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So I come in. And he'd be like, uh, or the people were like, hey, are you, uh, you know, do you, are you a member? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you know, you've already been here. The same rule there too. Like you've already right, been here right. twice. Like you need to just sign up. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go in for that beer yeah. and it would cost me like 50 bucks for the sign up plus my beer. And then like literally it'd be like a year later and my dad would be like, hey, you want to grab a beer at the club? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I stopped back in and they'd come up to me and be like, oh, hey, your membership's expired too. So I'm like, God damn it. So <laughs> 50 bucks again. In a beer, and like the dude, it happened like three years in a row, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done going here. I'm not doing you're this. Like, look, you're like, look, we got to do this at least more than once a year, or 
I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not coming in and paying like $55 for a beer. Like every time I come here, like it's absurd. Oh, so, the old, the club. The club. Yeah. So, all right. What's another one you got on your right. list there, Joe? I got, so not get no particular order. Number four, your parties wrap up at 10 p.m. because people have to get home because they have things to do the next day. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Parties, and we've talked about this probably numerous yep. times on the show already. Parties do tend to end uh, at, a, at a reasonable hour now. It's yeah. such a weird departure, too, from like what I still, in the back of my mind, think I'm used to, but I'm not. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because you're like, oh, this should go on for like till 2 a.m. And yeah. then people are like, yeah. you know, it's like 10, 10, 30. And people are looking at their watch and like, oh, you know, like, well, I should probably get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Um, you always get the, you always get like the exodus of like right around the same time, around 9 or 10 p.m. If everyone goes, oh, well, you know, my sister's coming over tomorrow and she's bringing her kids and it's just going to be a really long day. So we really got to go. Yeah. It's always something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we got to get up early, go to Home Depot in the morning and go, you know, we got to grab That's this. always Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Or, you know, but it's always, and, and one more uh, to that too is it feels like there's like everybody's wait. Nobody wants to be the first one to do it. Right, but right. But once that first person breaks the ice of I'm out of here, People just there, there's going to be at least at least one more set of people. Oh, yeah. They just follow suit. They're like, ah, you know, I think I'm going to have to go to. You know. <laughs> oh well, the Smiths left. That that's our signal. We can go now. Like, too. hey, honey, that's our cue. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like we've been here for like cause we probably got there at four or five. You know, it's like so we've been here for like six or seven hours. I just always find it so comical too because and I'm just as guilty, just as guilty as anybody doing this. Whenever I'm like explaining why I'm leaving, I always throw some story in about something I have to do the next day. Well, you have to justify it. You can't just be like, yeah. like I just I just don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired. Right. You can't <laughs> right, because you can't say you can't admit that, you know? You can't just be like, oh, I'm getting tired. I'm gonna leave. It has to be like, oh, well, we have such and such a thing going on tomorrow yeah it's like you need like that approval uh you know excuse like uh, it needs validated or something like right. you know again like a home depot or you know you got company coming over tomorrow yeah uh you know this or that oh, i got yeah i got a long i got so much yard work to do tomorrow i gotta wake up early and start cutting grass and yep whatever just, it may be something something anything it could be literally anything but you just cannot say i'm leaving you just yeah. can't say okay i'm leaving like i have nothing happening tomorrow except I'm probably leaving watching some Netflix maybe, but I'm out of here. Like that's not going to go over well. You got to come up with a really good excuse. No, you got to have a, you got to have an excuse. <laughs> got to have that excuse. Yeah. Who's normally the first one to want to leave an event? Is it you or your wife? Do you have to kind um, of pull I mean, her? It probably depends on who we're with, but it, it is, I mean, generally speaking, because of our already patterns of the patterns that we already go through with our daily routine, my wife is the one that is always tap not always, I shouldn't say always, usually the one tapping me on the shoulder and like, hey, we've got X, Y, Z to do tomorrow. We need to start thinking about packing up. And of course, I'm always like, honey, hey, <laughs> come on, I, I got another half hour, you know? Well, it's better if you're, yeah, if you're here, like you guys just drive separate. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you brought your own car. I'm good. Yeah. But then, but then the kicker always is like 30 minutes later, I'm always like, eh. Probably should get going too. Yeah, I guess that's so. She is right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Cause that's because then, because then it hits you, and you're just like, it's already getting. You're like, oh no, because you know, you know, I've talked about this before. As as somebody in their forties, you ha you know your limits, especially on like partying and drinking and stuff. And you're like, you always try to keep it nice and easy, so the next day isn't like bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. And or if you start you, thinking about that. Yeah. Or if you got like, you know, if you, you know, not, not saying, you know, drinking and driving, but you know, if, if you know you have to leave at a certain point, you know, then you got to give yourself like, oh, okay, I'm going to leave at like 10 or 11. So I'm going to quit. Think, absolutely. Like, so I'm going to quit, you know, I'm going to have a few beers and I'm going to quit drinking at like eight and, uh, you know, just drink some waters and Gatorades before I go. Not that that's responsible, well, no. but not, not well, saying but no, you should do that. You, no, but it is something you have to think about now. Yeah. Like, it, it, not only should you have been thinking about that 20 years ago, but it's something you really got to be responsible for now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an odd thing to do, too. Like, after you've had a, you know, have, had a couple or, you know, a few, you got to, like, give you that weird, like, it, is it is it technically legal? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's. It's just one of those things where like you, you at this, you've got to be responsible, more responsible, especially at this stage in your life. Yeah. You just have to be. I want to understand too, when people do go to like a bar and they, uh, like bars are, they're establishments that, that are, are for, for drinking. That's what they do. That's what they're there yeah. for. There's a parking lot. <laughs> you park your car, you go and have a few wow. and then you leave. That's, that's one of, that's one of society's big, um, interesting conundrums. It really is. If you think about it. Yeah. I've got three more here. I've got, so number, is number five in my list? Number five in my list. You have a collection of CDs and DVDs that you never use anymore. That is also very true. Yeah. This yeah. one's specific to like our generation of like now turning into the 40s. Yes, because we were massive, massive CD and DVD collectors. I yeah. know I was. I just, maybe not, I shouldn't say massive, but I have a ton I have a ton of these. They're either in boxes or on display or other in, in, in containers. They're oh, all yeah. over the place. Oh, we have so many. Matter of fact, I have an entire book of DVDs that vanished. I think I lend it, I, I loaned it to somebody like you know years ago. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Yeah, it's just, and it's just got, and the funny part is, and as I've done this same thing, there's definitely DVD cases of mine that are empty, mm -hmm. and I never and I'm never worried about it because I know I can go get the digital version in a second. Yeah, I've done that too. I've replaced a lot of them just like on, on iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of given up the, uh, given up. I don't do DVDs anymore. <laughs> no, and I, in fact, the only DVD that I've purchased lately, the only one was the new Top Gun because it was in 4K mm -hmm. and I wanted to watch it on my new 4K television. This, so, would, this would be a perfect segue into the Netflix thing if you didn't have any more. I know. Oh. <laughs> Gee. All right, we'll just hold that thought then for a second. All right. Yeah, All go right. ahead. Next to last, you still use Facebook as your main social media platform. I'm guilty. I don't know. Is that like a, is that a 40s thing? Oh, or for it, sure. Is it just for our sure. generation thing? Because I, I well, I would say it's a it's an arge. Okay, so fair enough. You and I just you and I being over 40 now. I would say this is like a 40s and beyond thing or 40s and around us thing. It's pretty wide. But one of Facebook's biggest challenge right now, just from a business perspective, one of their biggest challenges is that Facebook doesn't attract, you know, whatever you want to call it, Gen Z and, and afterwards. Oh, gosh, no. Know, like they did with us. Like And Facebook still is my primary social media platform because everybody I know it's on Facebook. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but younger than us, not the case. No, but our, our generation does kind of cross platform into like, you know, like Instagram, Snapchat. Yes, that's true. Very true. I think even some of our friends do like TikTok, but I, I know what you're saying though. Like, like we will push that boundary into other social medias, but 
the younger generation won't push that boundary too much into Facebook. They don't even want to be on Facebook. No, no, because that's because that's where we're at. Exactly. Yeah, they probably feel like we're invading their space when we go on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. And Snapchat. Do you even use Snapchat? I don't. I don't. I I don't use Instagram. I don't use Snapchat. I don't use I don't use TikTok. I don't I I just still I'm this is probably more guilty of me than other people. I just still use Facebook like some crazy person. Yeah. I would I use Facebook and that's even in air quotes. Yeah, right. You I'm use Facebook, right? Barely. I'm barely on social media at all. Like I use it more for like my own business and I, you know, for our podcast. Yeah. But for me to post something on Facebook is so rare. You know, if it is anything, it's like I have a question or, you know, I'm looking for something. You know, I recently had to find a, I needed a, an empty 55 gallon plastic drum. Yeah. Right. So I posted it on Facebook. It's like, anybody got one I can steal from you. And uh, that was it. That was the last thing I posted. That was like two months ago. <laughs> well, right. That's because that's what's funny. It's like um, Facebook actually turns into something where you can you could use to get rid of your stuff. Give it to your other friends. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, people give their like couches away, TVs away. That's how I gave my TV away. Uh, the, the one that you got the hernia from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I put it on Facebook free. Come get it. <laughs> Somebody yeah, was right there. And, they took it. And so, right, and somebody will come get it. I, I have cannot tell you the number of times that I've actually done that now, especially the last like five to seven years. Facebook has become a dumping ground for my old stuff. Oh, that's a good point. It really is. Yeah, it is. The it is a a dump yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the flea markets are great too. Because if you actually want to sell something, the uh, like the Facebook flea markets are huge, man. You can you can offload you know something pretty quickly on there. Like, uh, we were getting rid of an old bed frame. It was a really nice frame, yeah. but we had no use for it. And uh, it was my daughter's old frame that she she wanted a different one. But anyway, uh, I put it on Facebook, and it was literally sold in, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's yeah, gone. Because our demographic is still buying from Facebook, right? Or 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 pulling things from Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's how but I found my gonna... the pull table that I got here right. in the studio. That's where I found it. It was on the, on the flea market. I'm certainly not putting that on TikTok, right? No, no. So it... it it's still because it, I think because it's so useful, like in, in a lot of ways for us, yeah, we still use it. It's easy. You can post, you know, pictures, comments, you know, whatever. Maybe you can literally just post text if you want to, like, you know, like, uh, like Twitter. Uh, we didn't mention Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's another one. Um, yep. but, uh, yep. yeah, I don't know. I, and, and I don't want to be spread across so many social medias that I, I don't, I don't want to put forth that much effort. That's, that's also a big reason why I still. 90% of my time, like I, I actually have a, I have a Twitter account for other reasons. I don't use it for like, I don't use it for, for like face, you know, social type right, right. You know, reasons I use Facebook for, but that's rather big reason why Facebook is 90% of what I do. I don't feel like downloading and dealing with another social app. I just don't no. like, I don't know if that's weird to not want to have to do that, but I don't want to deal with another social app. Like I already have everyone I know is already on Facebook. So why am I going to do something else, right? Yeah. I have an Instagram account for my business and I am terrible. At, I'm terrible at posting on, on any of them. It's just, it, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I just can't, I don't like to. And I actually saw, this is beside, this is like further off the point, but um, I actually stopped posting people's like wedding pictures and stuff like that on social media. Oh, because a lot of photographers will do that. They'll, they'll like, hey, I took these pictures recently, right? Yeah. And they do it a lot, which is fine. If that's your thing, cool. I did it too for a long time. But part of me, as I got older, as I got into my 40s, actually, I don't know, just something changed in me. And I was like, you know what? Like, uh, if I went out and I got 
photographs taken from a photographer. Yeah. I wouldn't want them all over social media. Like those are my pictures. I paid you to take my pictures. Why are you going to slather them all over your social media for people to look at? You know what I mean? Yeah, I always, I always, and not that I care that photographers do that, but like I did always think that that, that was kind of a personal, uh, personal thing. And, and, and I think those, I think a lot of photographers at least check, they say, Hey, do you mind if I use your picture as example pictures? And I think a lot of people say, I don't care. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then, I use them on my picture, website. That's where I'll use them. Right. At. Right. But yeah, every time I do a shoot, I don't need to go out and then post, you know, five, 10, whatever pictures, uh, of said shoot that I just did. Right. Right. You know, it, like, yes, I get it. It's good marketing. People know you exist. They see that you're busy. You're doing stuff. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm very busy. If I see a decline, perhaps I'll start pumping out some more social media stuff. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe you got to be hitting up that TikTok. <laughs> maybe I'll start TikToking. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I don't even know. I don't even know how TikTok would work for a photographer. No clue. I have no idea. Like I, I don't even know. I, don't, I wouldn't even know. I don't even know how to post something on TikTok. I don't either. That's how that's how bad and out of touch I am with this stuff. Yeah, we're really, really dating ourselves here. <laughs> I know, I know, totally. Again, but that's what drove this point all the way back to this original point, was what, which, which is what I was trying to make, was that I still use Facebook and almost Facebook only as my main social media platform. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us probably do. But uh, all right, do you have any more on this list? Yeah, I got one more. One more, okay. I got one more and I'm totally guilty of this. You might not be, and it's okay if you're not, but I had to put this on there for me because I actually had this recently done for some other things that I was dealing with. You get excited when your blood test comes back normal. <laughs> yeah, normal cholesterol levels. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Blood pressure's good. There's no. There's. I don't have a ton of. Uh, I don't have a. All the. All the other. All the other things in your blood are at their normal levels, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, you look for that little arrow. You you hope it's in the good range, yeah. right? Like oh, that yeah, one. Like, that one looks funny. <laughs> because whenever you get your blood taken. There's always like 20 things that they check, 20, 25 things that they check, right? Yeah. And I'm and I'm always looking at like every one of them. Like I'm always like, okay, that one's good, that one's good, that one's good, that one's a little low. What's going on there? Yeah, it needs some, you know, it and needs then, more iron. Yeah, and it's always something like that, right? But but yeah. try eating hey. some Brussels sprouts. Yeah, and it's always a suggestion I don't want to do. Yeah. Actually, I love Brussels. I'm just like, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> How's about no? How about uh, you just how about you just say something else like eat more steak? Yeah, is that a like, thing? Can I smother the Brussels in cheese? <laughs> yes. Is that an option? And that's it's usually that's not an option. Like, well, your cholesterol can take it. So go right ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> they never, they never say that by no, the way. No, no. <laughs> oh, sure. You're sure you have some wiggle room in your cholesterol. Go ahead. Yeah. Some wiggle room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you could be doing way worse right now. Yeah. So go for it, man. <laughs> Live it up. <laughs> I'm not sure I've, I'm not sure my doctor's ever said that. No, they probably won't. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's keep moving on. We got about uh, 20, 25 minutes left. Uh, so right. let's, uh, I'm going to segue out of that uh, one, one you had on there with the, with the DVD thing. Yes, uh, yes. Into the Netflix thing. So if you're, you know, if you're in our, you know, age range in your early forties, uh, somewhere in there, you know, below that. Above whatever. That. Like, yeah, yeah. Late thirties, early forties, whatever. You'll, 50s. you'll know that Netflix had. DVD rentals for quite some time. Yeah. And they still did up until like a couple of days ago. So when Netflix first started, it was solely a online DVD service, which I, you know, which really threw a wrench into the whole brick and mortar, you know, blockbuster mom and pop video stores. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're, I, if I remember, I think their slogan 
from the get-go was like, you know, no more late fees. And like that was like their driving like sales pitch. Right. So if you if you don't really remember how it worked, like you would go on to Netflix.com, which which is not what it is now. They actually changed the name of that a while ago to like DVD.com or something or like Quasar.com, something weird for a while. But anyway. Well, they, they ended up canceling that because they were. Remember, what was it? A couple before this all started, what we're talking about today, Netflix was going to try to spin off their streaming service and separate it from their DVD service as two holistically different services. It went over terribly with customers, so they canceled it. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, well, that's because uh, when you had Netflix, uh, what I was saying like was the way it worked was you would go in and you would, you would put these DVD movies uh, in your queue. Right. So when you were done with one, you'd fold your envelope back up, throw it in the mail. And once it got, I think, scanned at the post office, so they knew it was coming back. Right. They right. would, uh, they would then ship the next movie in your queue. So you would just, it was a constant rotation of movies, uh, no late fees. You paid like whatever it was, twenty bucks a month. You just paid the membership fee. Yeah, and it was right. a pretty good deal. And but again, like the late fee thing, that was a big, big thing because when you would have a movie from you know a blockbuster and you would have it for. I think they gave it to you for like two or three days or whatever. They need to bring it back. But if you had it for like a week, you know, you would have like $15 in late fees. Oh yeah. It was terrible. You try to take it back. You might as well have bought the damn thing. So it was really easy for people to justify spending 15 or $20 a month on DVD rentals yeah. that they never got hit with a late fee. So that was a huge thing for them. Uh, but then when they, when Netflix started the streaming side of things, it went hand in hand. Like, so if you were already subscribing to the Netflix DVD service, you also got streaming service for free. Was that how they did it? Because I remember initially yes. it was yes. Because the, because the DVD service was more expensive. Because if if my memory serves me correctly, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I got Netflix when they finally this was like uh, this was like around 2009, I think 2008, mm -hmm. 2009, when Netflix finally said, oh, for like it was super cheap. It was something for like it was like five bucks or six bucks, yeah. You could just you could just subscribe to the streaming service. Yeah, and it, it was it was pretty good. Like there was a decent amount of movies on there. Yeah, there wasn't like tons of like original Netflix shows. You know, maybe a couple, if if any, maybe. Uh, but yeah, they they separated the two. Right. And for the longest time, it was like you know, like you said, like five, six bucks, seven bucks. Then it was like ten, twelve, yeah. and it just kept going but, up and, and up. And there was more getting put on it, though, right? Yeah, the content it was, it was, was getting way better. Yeah. The selection of movies was getting better. So obviously the, they had to start, you know, charging more for their uh, for their service. But right uh, now I think it's what, like 22 or $25 a month almost. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that high. It's I don't think it ever crested into 20 a month. No, I think it is. But what is that what I'm paying a month? I think so. Yeah. I don't, I got to check. What is Netflix? Let's, let's yeah. find out. How much is Netflix per month? Look it up. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure it's 20. Here, here's, here's the tiers. Oh, there's tiers. Oh, okay. Basic with ads. Cause they actually have an ad tier now. Oh, that's right. Okay. I forgot they did that. So they have standard with ads, which is, I think nine 99. Uh, there is basic, which doesn't, which is, which is only one device. It will only work on one device, which is nine 99 a month. Standard which is two up to two devices, which is fifteen forty nine, and then premium is is to your point nineteen ninety nine. So maybe you say okay, they are getting close to twenty. Okay, and, all right. And like and like many people, 
since my house has a bazillion connected devices, right. I have to pay for the premium. Of course, yeah, you have everyone to. Everyone in the house uses it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, it's like you, you don't want to be like, oh, sorry, too many screens being played. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, just yeah. you can't do that. No. Uh, I do have some numbers though. They're not. Okay. I, I made quick note of these. They're not. They're not to the dollar, but they're just pretty close. Um, just to give you an idea. Uh, so Netflix, uh, their DVD service. Do you do you know how much they probably? Oh wait, did we talk about this already last night? Well, I ha I have some inkling of what I think you're about to talk about. Okay, but, but I'm not going to make you bring guess. it up anyway because because I think it's so interesting. All right, so Netflix, they're, they're, like I said, their DVD service. They were pulling in uh, about 147 million dollars a year from their DVD service still to this day. Continuing to right, right, right now that is because I did they didn't fully cancel it yet, right? Right, I think it is being canceled. Yeah, but being canceled, right? So that's still the money they're pulling in today from DVDs. That's a lot of money, like for for a, a service that you would consider to be borderline dead. Right, that's uh, still pretty decent. Yeah, right. I think any company that can make 147 million dollars a year is doing pretty well. Just you know, renting DVDs, that's awesome, yeah. right? Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, the the juggernaut that Netflix is, the amount of money that they are making per year from their streaming service is a little bit more than that. So mm. that $147 million, Joe, you know how, how much of a percentage of the actual gross that they make? Or not gross, but just the, how much well, revenue they if, make? Given what I already know, because I am a little bit familiar with some of their numbers, I'm going to say it's even less than 1%. It is. It is about 0.5% of their yearly revenue. So the yearly revenue of the Netflix streaming service is $31 billion a year. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to say that and to put those two numbers next to each other. And when you do that, it makes it, it makes sense. Like why, why then carry on the DVD service? Yeah. Why would someone throw away $147 million a year? Because they just don't care. They don't care about yeah. it. It's not even worth looking at anymore when your main company is making 31 billion dollars <laughs> well because they as a company they have something called opportunity cost where they they are spending time energy and money to keep the dvd portion of the business alive quote unquote yeah exactly so if somebody finally somebody finally said why yeah that's how much yeah exactly that's how much they're making but there's still there's a lot of overhead costs involved in keeping that going right so yeah it's just uh it's, it's done it's done another another physical media bites the dust it's i mean I, right that's that's pretty much the yeah that's I, pretty much this what we would expect to see today with something like netflix which is going on what 20 not what 20 years no well, 15 years right something like that yeah 15 20 something years like now. yeah but uh yeah, there you go so bye bye dvd netflix uh all right let's move on to our other story here all right what what was our other uh topic Joe? i don't remember what, what we're else we're going back to ai today because oh, yeah, the uh, McDonald's AI thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, okay, so here's a here's a really, right, if you think about what we kind of know about AI now, right? We're kind of at the very beginning, kind of that very, like, initial climb, right, into AI usage across, you know, industries, whatever it may be, whether it be from computing to checkouts to whatever. So um, a bunch, McDonald's is running, McDonald's is running a, essentially a market test, you could call it, AI drive-throughs, I believe, uh, Chicago, Texas, uh, Chicago, some places in Texas. Uh, but anyway, they're out there. 
they're 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 literally out there in the wild. So you can you can go up to uh pull up to a McDonald's drive-through and you'll just hear something ask you what you want your order to be. It's not a human though. It's an AI it, it, you know, it's an AI generated personality plus listening, you know, system that is supposed to hear what you want and it's supposed to make sure it's supposed to get your order right. Mm -hmm. What would you like to order? <laughs> <laughs> What uh, so and uh, which I think it was unfortunate is I think it would actually be funnier or or better for McDonald's if it was actually like that because I think what they're trying to do is it's supposed to it's supposed to sound human I think it's supposed to replicate what you know a person would normally sound like but of course this is kind of the again like the beginning of AI but, the big thing <laughs> oh go ahead <laughs> Dude, this, okay Dude. let's let's pretend that you're uh, let's say you drive up to the drive through okay and you're like, yeah you're like bum, 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 here comes your car and, all right uh, all right. And you're and hey, welcome to McDonald's. What would you like to order? Whoa, uh, I'll have the I'll get the the Big Mac, Big uh, Mac. yeah, Big Mac, one and Big um, Mac. yeah, yeah, so uh, I have one Big Mac. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> would you like fries with that? Yes, yes, I'll take fries. And and yeah, yes, I want a Coke. Why, why are you bad for me? Well, you're so fast. <laughs> <laughs> do you want ketchup or not oh my god no you know it's gonna be like it, it's gonna be that like uh like that siri you know or or, or i don't want to say her name because she's right beside me but the amazon one yeah uh, absolutely yeah it'd be like you know welcome to mcdonald's you know it'd be it, 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 they'll, they'll have it they'll have it very nice i'm sure as far as the uh, the interaction goes but like but like speaking to any ai yeah it's going to be a little bit weird uh, yes, you know, especially it, too, like, uh, uh, it, like trying to speak to like the Amazon one. Sometimes it doesn't quite get you once in a while, and like I don't know, may, maybe they have like a touch screen. Do you think it's going to be voice order? You think it's how it's going to work? Well, th that's what it is. It is voice order, which the reason it is, it's supposed to feel completely normal slash natural to a person pulling up to a drive-thru, right? The whole point of that is to get things as, you know, as normal, quote unquote, as possible without having to, you know, get, I'm, I don't want to get into the politics of it, right? Without having to hire somebody to run the drive-thru, right? There's still people in the store. One, as from right? what I saw was one, one human being will kind of oversee the operations of the robots. I think so, but I think there's still cooks. I don't think so. I think it's all AI run everything. Well, the so the article now very well. I abs that absolutely could be a thing that happens a hundred percent. Like, and I would not be surprised for you and I to see that completely, completely rolled out. The article that I have pulled up was the AI powered drive through. Oh, okay. The the one I saw was uh, the three Texas ones, and, and the article I saw it said, of course, it may I don't know, maybe I misread it, but it said one human being will be in the store to kind of oversee operations okay so you know what let's i i am now look so there so actually you know what's kind of funny about this there actually then are two essential i guess what you could call there are two pilots of this that mcdonald's is rolling out because i'm now looking at what you're looking at and mcdonald's did open up its first ever completely robotic yeah that's what i saw location. okay yeah. so not only is mcdonald's piloting the the um the AI drive-throughs which just replaced the the drive-through system but now they're at least they're piloting 
completely robotic McDonald's, like you said, with one one overseer yeah. <laughs> in in the restaurant. Just walking around watching all the robots flipping burgers. You know, I mean, okay, on, on one hand, yeah, this is really cool. I mean, they do this with automobiles now. Like everything's like yeah. everything's run with with machines and yeah. you know, and there's a reason for that. Like obviously production precision is a big thing. But you know, with 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 making, you know, happy meals and stuff like that, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I just feel like it's unnecessary as far as the the precision aspect of of the the robots. So obviously for McDonald's, this is this is money based. This is they invest this money up front. Right. Right. And they save lots of loot on on wages, like over hmm. you know a period of time. So here's an interesting fact for you, just to consider. And and again, I don't want to get into the politics of whether it's right or wrong to take people out of the system. But the biggest expense of almost any company on the planet, save a handful, is wages. That's just the biggest expense, period. Yeah. So they're trying to eliminate wages. Right. I mean, yeah. Now, I we will could probably say, talk for hours about the morality of that, but the point oh, is. Oh, we is could, that, yeah. Right. The, yeah. Point, the point is, is that that's what they're trying to take away. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, it's like. Right. That right. They, they employ. I mean, McDonald's is a huge employer. And they are. it's a great stepping stone for a lot of people when they're, you know, in high school, you yep. know, or, or maybe in between jobs and need somewhere to work, you know, whatever it may be, uh, or, or a career. Like I know people that are, are, are McDonald's career people and, you know, they're, yeah. they're running stores and making good yeah. money. And now they're just going to get rid of all of that. Where are all these displaced workers going to go when, when all this rolls out? I don't like it. I don't, but well, you, I'm you actually going to go, uh, make it oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you could probably make one argument on that, yeah. that that would go both ways is that uh, the last hundred years we've been dealing with displacement of some sort, right? Yeah, that's true. Right. So where I think the question is, is where do the jobs, it's not, it might not necessarily be the jobs are lost. The question might be, where do the jobs go? Yeah. So anyway, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But I was going to go back on, on my, my comment about precision. I, I think yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put an asterisk beside that one because <laughs> there, you know, when you go through or, or whether you go through a drive through or you go through, you know, up to the counter, whatever it may be, uh, and you order your food, sometimes you get your burger and it doesn't yeah. look real good. Yeah. Like it was made real sloppily. The burgers hanging half off the bun, mm -hmm. you know, the, the cheese is on top or whatever, you know, it's like, it's all bad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just all bad. Yeah. So that I'm sure that the precision of the machines will enhance the product that comes out to you. Yeah. I think. I don't know for sure because if the if the calibration of the machine is off a little bit and all of a sudden you're getting some really sloppily made burgers, you're going to have the same problem again. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I, here's here's something to think about in precision, too. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the viral things going around TikTok right now, again, I know this all goes back to TikTok because we talked about that earlier um, because we don't use it. But I did actually check up some of the clips Apparently what people are doing is they're going up to these AI powered drive-throughs, they're ordering stuff and they're recording like the most ridiculous results. Oh, of, okay. All right. What are they, what are they finding? This person ended up with like 250 orders of chicken nuggets. What? Yeah. It's hilarious. You could watch there's, there's TikToks. There's like a whole channel out there of these AI drive-throughs going berserk and like they get their value meal and then they say something like, I'll take two orders of chicken nuggets you know, whatever. And it, it gives them like, it says like 250 and their, their orders like thousands of dollars. Oh my God. Okay. So that's obviously just some programming that needs, needs fixed, but right. Right. But yeah, I, 
it is weird, man. Like I don't, I, I know, I know you said, you know, the morality of having robots do your job is, is a, a big topic. Sure. It's a debatable topic. Right. But where does it end though, man? Like, uh, I feel like, I feel like we've been in the, like in the very infant stages of this for quite some time, but it's, it's, we are. it's slowly creeping in, but to, it is, yes. You know, to, to certain things. And now it's going to be hitting our drive throughs our, our fast food shops. Mm-hmm. I think eventually it's just going to be, it will just be the norm. It's just going to be how it is. And that's well, I mean, right. Think about everything. You and I have had a little bit of experience with AI and we know it can generally be accurate, right? Think about that ramped up and then used to replace not just the McDonald's drive through or whatever, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of those labor jobs that have, we'll call, we'll call highly repeatable patterns, right? Yeah. That's and that's something I think you and I we talked about Mars earlier. We might not ever see that, but like that's something that you and I are probably going to see. We're probably going to see that displacement of labor because at this point, everyone's looking at AI and saying, "Okay, well, what can't it do?" Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, the whole oh, AI thing it, just, uh, it's just it it bothers me a little bit. Like can't do just you're because not alone, you're not alone in that for sure. You're not uh, like like the great. Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, we <laughs> quoted this before. Yes. They were so wrapped up in whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And yeah. I feel like that applies on, on a lot of things, especially this, like just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. Right. It's, it's this, I mean, there, I don't think there's any doubt that we're going to see a big impact from AI just on just the normal, just on everyday life. It is going to impact all of us in some way. And it's just, the, the, it's a question of when and how. Yeah, we have we have cars that drive themselves now. That was a a, a fantasy world, you know, to yeah. to think about that. Hundreds of years in the future. Yeah, and it's it's literally happening right now. Like they drive themselves. Uh, it, I just it's so it's bizarre. funny you say that. I just saw next to this AI McDonald's drive-through and an AI McDonald's in Texas was uh, I, just because while I was looking at it for the show, there was a guy that demonstrates. Uh, his AI self-driving car. I think it was in, I, I don't remember if it was New York or whatever. It just drives around and picks him up on its own. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think Tesla's do it. It's like, it's like a homing feature. Yep. yep. It just comes up, pulls him up. He gets in and drives away. Yeah. How weird is that? I know. <laughs> right. I mean, it, some of it's pretty cool, right? Uh, it like is, it's, it's, but it's strange though, man. Like, uh, you know, if you think back to like, uh, you know, Terminator two judgment day. Yeah. When the AI becomes aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then they they try to kill off the human race. <laughs> well, and and it's funny because that actually is one of there's 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 kind of a demographic or what do you want to call it a a, a group of people who are actively calling for a pause on AI research. Like they're they're basically like a I don't know what you want to call it like a te- they're like they're all they're all tech people they're all tech people but they've kind of grouped together to say we should pause for a second. Because there's their their theory is that 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 if you get past a certain point, there's essentially no going back, right? Yeah. When when the if, AI becomes, uh, like I said, when it when it becomes almost like a conscience and it becomes right. it becomes aware and it has its own thoughts and ideas because yeah. you've programmed it so well to do so. Right. It's all learning. It's all remember. It's all learning CPU. Yeah, it's a, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a learning CPU. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Which. You know, thinking back to Terminator again, Terminator yeah. Two, the uh, the one that was made out of liquid liquid metal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Over. 
that one that one in particular always kind of baffled me because uh uh it's made out of like goo yeah how where's the processor in that thing uh everywhere we'll uh, just say it's everywhere okay all right so like that that's like beyond my scope of uh uh of i can't even like really imagine how that would even possibly work the pile of goo that thinks (laughs) well and that was see that's that's what's going to be remember so when like the terminator so when the terminators are real that's going to be the next step that even they're arguing about. They're like, we really shouldn't go to goo AI. Yeah. Okay. We just really shouldn't do it. Right. We need to pause. Yeah. We need to pause before we get to goo AI. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, dude, they are actually making, like they are making uh, the AI robots that, that, that look like there was a movie called AI and they were these assistant robots that worked in your house like butlers. Yes. That uh, is a very strange movie, by the way. It was really weird. And yeah. But they same thing, like like some of them were going rogue. I think was it iRobot? Was that another one too? Where like that was the, that was Will Smith's kind of original take on that was actually an Isaac Asimov book. He's a famous science fiction author. That was his that was his take on AI. Yeah. And they they went uh they they became aware mm-hmm. and they wanted to eliminate human beings. And they were you know, but I don't know, like we've talked about this before where you know, you know a lot of movies have predicted the future. Yeah, in, in some way. way. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of playing into my fears is, you know, because I've seen this, you know, played out in movies. Right. So we're like, now I have this idea in my head, like, this is just all going to go. This is going, it's going sideways. Like, I know it's going to be bad, but maybe it's well, not. Maybe it's not. That's, but that's why they're, that's why your concern is that people are actually getting closer to realizing that there actually could be a legitimate, I don't want to call it like a, not a doomsday point of no return. But a point of no return in that we become so ingrained and rely on AI in society that there's no unwinding it. Yeah. Right. That that there's no going backwards. Like once you get past that point, so then it's past that point becomes the actual real concern. Because if you actually move to a point where you're so ingrained in AI, then what comes next after that? Well, right? it doesn't have to be AI. It can be. You can replace that with uh, anything that we currently have. Electricity. Sure. Right. Right. No, it makes sense. The yeah. internet. Uh, cell phones. Like we've. They've become such a part of our existence now that you take one of those away and it's going to, you know, cripple society as we know it. Uh, you know, take away the internet. Oh my gosh. Now what do we do? We yeah, to- look what happens when the internet's out for five minutes. Exactly. Like it's only been around for the past, you know, call it 20, 30 years, like, you know, in, in broad form. But in those 20 or 30 years, society has adapted to having it. That If you took it away. Right. 99.9% of the time. Yeah. It would be it would be devastating. The whole world would stop working for a while. Like, you ever see a room full of people when the internet's out? Yeah, they, they don't know, know what, what to, to do. do. <laughs> They're all stuck. They're like, like, yeah. uh, oh man, like you got service like, on your phone? What, yeah, what? No, no. Oh, mine's uh, out. What, what, what do we do? Who are you anyway? Well, right? like, everybody just go home. Just go home. Internet's out. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, has actually has happened. Been, I know. I've, I've been at work when we've lost the entire network and they're like, ah, we're done. Yep. Go home. <laughs> yep. Yeah, or when the cell phone towers out for the day. Yeah. Like, you know, people, nope. like, they emerge from their houses. and They're, they're looking like, up at the sun. They're like, oh, like, they're squinting, like, oh, it's like, what's out What's out here? Like, what is this, <laughs> what is this weird people land? People bumping into each other on the streets. Like, yeah. Oh. And you do, like, when you have that disconnect, it literally changes your perspective of, like, what you're going to do next. Yeah. Uh, like, when, when we would have, you know, a power outage here at the house you can't do your normal stuff that you want to do. So you're like looking around the house for, you know, 
other things to do that don't require power. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. It's weird. Board so, games, right? Yeah, board games. You're lighting candles and stuff like you're, uh, you know, back in the 1800s. You're talking. You're talking to people in your house. Like, so what? What, what do you guys? Uh, yeah, what do you do? You guys want to do today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, well, I'd like to play on my computer, but I can't. I'd like to do my job, but I can't. Yeah, but I can't. Right. Uh, yeah. So when we hit that stage with AI, where it just be kind of, you know, becomes this normalness for us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, fast forward like ten years, and we've just had yeah. AI robots and AI butlers and AI cars and. Oh. I am fully expecting that the AI integration into our normal lives, like when you and I are old, old, like when we're doing this podcast 20 years from now, right? <laughs> we're, it's going to be so ingrained in us like the internet. I'm, I'm actually pretty much convinced of it. I don't know if there's any stopping it, but there are people who are saying we, we need to think about that. Dude, I almost don't want to become dependent on AI. Because you're, then you're dependent on another thing, right? Yeah, I don't want it. You know, yeah. like we we live off the grid, sort of. You know, like we're. I mean, that saying that loosely. You know, but we, sure. live, we live in the country, so a lot of things that, that people have in the cities we don't have. Uh, so you know, we're we're a bit more dependent on, you know, uh, ourselves versus you right, know, right, right. Yeah, but and again, that's that's saying it pretty uh pretty loosely. Yeah, right, and right, and of course, where you're at is just like you're off the grid. Partially, you Partially. know, you're still you're still relatively connected to the rest of society in most ways. It's just that you have to do a couple extra things. You have to work a little harder where you're at because of your 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 location. But think right. Think about think about where like that's fully ingrained into everyday life and it's just not applicable to everybody. That's going to be a big deal, too. Yeah. And there are people that are legit like off the gridders where they will they will go to the, the extent. of. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, they're putting up big solar arrays on their roof in their yard and like power banks. So, you know, they don't even have they don't have to rely on the actual power grid. They don't have to rely on, you know, uh, public water, you know, public sewage, stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, but they still want they want one thing and that is Internet. So they're, they're still looking for the Internet source, whether it be like, like LTE or Starlink or whatever it may be. Yeah, so that that's a big one. I think that's uh, that's because pretty. It's so hard. It's so hard to get around it. today. It's just e even if it's partial access, you need it in some manner. Yeah, you do. Yeah, communication, just do, paying your bills, like uh, yep, ordering something from Amazon. <laughs> of course, right? Because that's standard. Who goes shopping anymore, dude? I know. Like if it if it's anything simple, that I don't need right this second. I'm like, oh, we need some paper towels. That's order from Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's so I know. And I, I've actually I've actually been doing my best to try to like if I need like something like that, whether it's a tool for the garage or pay, I, I go to the store, which is five minutes away from me. And I try to avoid buying it on Amazon just because it's like I need to go out and do something. I need to spend yeah, my money a local uh, business business. Exactly. Instead of just throwing my money at Amazon and being like, oh, thanks. Right, yeah. and having it show up two days later because I and I practically forgot about it by that point. Yeah, now we I do that too. Like we we we'll make these runs to the store, but it's that one thing where like you know you're like oh my gosh, like I needed to grab that thing and I don't want to because a trip to the store for us is a forty five minute round trip. Yeah, like just driving. So yeah, yeah. so that's a commitment for you guys. It is. So yeah, if we forget something, yeah, it's easier just to throw it in the old Amazon cart and you know it shows up in two days. Yeah. But uh, right, right. And it's just, it's actually it's if for you it's almost equivalent or easier in some aspects than actually going to the store. It is. 
Yeah, it is. We, you know, people do like whole grocery deliveries now. Like, do you, have you guys oh, yeah, done that? Totally. Uh, not with Amazon, but with other services. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's like the, like, what is it, like the Walmart pickup service now? And uh, you can do like, you know, uh, DoorDash or, or uh, yep. like Instacart, uh, you know, where people like, you know, they'll just fill up your, your, your cart of stuff that you ordered and they'll bring it yeah, out to we've, your house. We've used, that's what we use. We've used Instacart when like we were super busy. Uh, there was no, you know, no time. I mean, arguably there's always time, but like you say, like, well, we, it's just easier to get Instacart to bring it up. We've done that. Yeah. Actually, speaking of DoorDash, I don't want to get into the story too much, but there was that story we talked about maybe mentioning about the, uh, the DoorDasher that got murdered. Oh, geez. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, like I said, I don't want to do a deep dive into this one. I just want to mention the fact that uh, this is a hor- horrible story. Right. And, and and on that positive note. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Like, I saw this and it, it was on the news and everything. This this poor, uh, this poor DoorDasher, uh, like, sent, sent a text to his, like, girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. He's like, hey, heading out for my last delivery. And, uh, you know, I'll be home soon. Well, he didn't make it home because he, he delivered to some uh, psychopath who... I don't know if he just took him in the house or invite him in for something, uh, but ended up getting murdered. And that is crazy. Jeez, like terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And there's like, you know, there was like a couple of interviews with other door dashers, you know, the, and you know, some woman, she's like, Oh my gosh, like that could have been any one of us that work in that neighborhood that day. It's just terrifying, terrifying. People well, are crazy. So, you know, I, maybe as a tangent, that's probably one of the risks of a lot of our modernized service-based society is that people who are looking to do like these horrible things can in in some way shape or form practically order up their victim which is awful which is just absolutely is. awful yeah it's terrible and how do you even yeah. like how do you fend against that with aside from like maybe arming these people uh right right and that becomes right that becomes the conundrum right yeah it's like now 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 is everyone gonna you know i'm not i don't want to get into politics of guns but like that's that's what that and that's what people start thinking right it's like well if i'm gonna have a risk of being you know, murdered, murdered for dropping off right. somebody's hamburger right now. Now, what do I do? Right. And I don't get okay, like super clear. I don't know. Yes or no. I'm not going to get the debate of whether like guns are arming or, or the answer, but it is a risk of our service-based society that, 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 that almost pathway to get somebody closer to your home or get them into your car is that much easier. Yeah. Like Uber, you know, Uber drivers, you know, that that's a risk, you know, just, just having random people just in your car all the time. Right. Right. Yeah, it's scary because I know there's been Uber stories too, where like Ubers have been hijacked, and I think there's even a, an Uber murder story. Oh, there there is, and and, there, and that gets flipped around too, where it's like people who actually are employed as Uber drivers will use that to will use that to take people or whatever. Now, I got to be super clear though, in case anyone's listening to this and they're like, these guys like violent crime in today's society is down grossly, like head over heels down over where it was even 20, 30 years ago. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Like if you look at the violent crime statistics over the last 30 years, they've plummeted, absolutely plummeted. However, because of the way that we talk about it, like we're doing it right here. Oh, you think the social media. We're exposed to it. Oh, okay. Right? So we're just seeing more of it, even though there's not actually more of it. Right. You could go. And this isn't something that I'm just like anybody, anybody can go to the FBI.gov's crime statistics and look at the stuff. Like it's not hidden. It's not a hidden thing. It's not like a, it's not something that people are trying to like twist in, into like different stats or whatever. It's, we live in a relatively extremely safe society. However, the concentration on crime has made it appear as if it's ramping up as opposed to down. Oh, like I said, over the past 30 years, of course, over a year or two time period, 
there are fluctuations in the data. But as an overall picture of crime, you know, we're all, I'll, I'll just say it this way. We're all relatively safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, this is an odd topic for us to talk about. Like, it's, it's, I know this is like getting, <laughs> this is getting deep for the Gen Extra podcast. I know. I was like, we don't usually we don't usually dive into this kind of stuff, Joe. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I mean that next week. Next week, crime statistics with Dave and Joe. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about <laughs> crimes. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll find, we'll, we'll find the fun stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to der- derail us into a uh, you know a, a touchy subject. But uh, yeah, just figured it was worth mentioning because it's uh, it's yep. scary and maybe. You know, maybe if you're a, a, a DoorDasher, a, a Grubhubber, um, whatever else, or Instacarter, you know, maybe even just like a keychain mace might be something you might there want you to go. invest into. Absolutely. Yeah, something like that to help yourself out. You don't have to get a gun if you don't, you know, don't want to carry one. But uh, yeah, I don't know, something, something to help yourself if you get into a situation. Absolutely. Because if you take away uh, a potential, uh, you know, uh, you know. Violent, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a criminal, um, you know, so right, a, right. A, a do batter, a do, you know, a do, a do batter, a yes. do batter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you take away their eyes, you got a chance that, that, to get away. You right, you're going the other direction. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I I armed my daughter with a, a keychain mace a long time ago. Might as well be prepared. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, think about it. You know, if you up against somebody who's bigger and stronger, if they can't see, they can't fight. Nope, that's that's a good point, and and, there, and uh, that's reasonable advice to give. Yeah, there you go. There's our uh, there's our uh, PSA of the day here on the generation. There you podcast. go. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, Joe, we should probably on wrap that, up right, the show. <laughs> on, 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 yeah, on that happy note. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for for checking us out again, and we will yep. uh, see you next Monday. Talk to you next time. <laughs>